covering your your journey or the start of your journey in prayer is really, really important. Yeah, that should definitely be your first thing with any major life choice mm. or direction change or something. Hey there, and welcome to Marriage Talks, a real, authentic, and relatable podcast about how to thrive in your marriage. Here you will find helpful information shaped by a biblical worldview on all things marriage-related, sex, money, parenting, and so much more. We are Michael and Elizabeth, and welcome to the show. Yes, welcome to the show. I'm excited for today's topic. Yeah, so we kind of, you may have noticed, we kind of snuck in a new intro after our year. For a couple of weeks. Yeah, after our one-year anniversary of of the show, we're like, maybe we should kind of add to the intro a little bit. We've had the same one since episode four or so. But we noticed we were like, maybe we talk about parenting, but we haven't had very many parenting episodes lately. So this is kind of related to that. Yeah. I mean, it's the start of your parenting journey. So how to to know when you're ready. Yes. How to know when you're ready to have kids is the topic we're going to be tackling today. But before we do, we want to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by the Marriage Talks Patreon page. We are so excited for those of you who decide to join it because not only are there perks for you, but it also helps further our ministry to help married couples thrive here at Marriage Talks. So definitely check it out. There's a link in the show notes and you'll get to see all the things. Yeah. And we normally do our challenge at the end and there's going to be a challenge there too, but I want to add a new challenge to the- Oh, you're mixing it up. To the intro. We are looking for our first ever Patreon patron. Ah. So if you want to be the first one- We'll send you a little uh, MTP logo sticker in the mail. So you, we have lots of cool tiers uh, yes. and it, it starts pretty cheap and pretty affordable and it just helps us a ton. So we would love for you to join our, our jo- journey. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Also, don't forget to rate and review if you have not done it. Yeah. All right. All right so enough with the podcasty stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd hope the whole thing's pleasant. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about how to know when you're ready to have kids. It's not as cut and dry as you might think, or at least it, it is pretty simple, I guess, but it just, there's things you want to consider first. I think it can, I think for some it can be simple, and I think for others it can be a very difficult, a very difficult journey, like to know when to start. Yeah. So hopefully after today's episode, you'll have some more clarity if you are in the category of it's been really difficult for me and my spouse. Yeah. All right, so we're going to take us off with the first set? Yes, the first thing to do when you're like starting the journey of like, how do I know if I'm ready to have kids is to submit this with prayer. Like take it to the Lord, ask him to clarify what that looks like within your marriage. When we got married and Michael was still in school, we knew that obviously if the Lord had other plans and like, he were to bless us with a baby while he was still in school, we would have just made it work. But our desire was to wait until after he was done so that he could be in his career because I always felt called to be a stay at home mom. So with submitting it to prayer, it's just asking the Lord to soft. Like for me, I asked the Lord to soften my heart when it came to starting that journey and not saying, well, it's going to be in this year and we're going to conceive in this month. And then the baby's going to be doing this month. It just doesn't work that way. Cause the, the actual percentage of getting pregnant is quite low, even when it's like peak time to try to conceive. So it's just a lot of Lord, please soften my heart as to when this timeline actually is going to happen. 
um, like with our second child, he was born five days before Christmas. And I've had a lot of people say, well, why did you have him so close to Christmas? It's like, look, <laughs> we had a miscarriage before him and we were thrilled to be pregnant with a second child. I don't care when he's born. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter when the birthday is anyway. No, you make that you make the child feel special on the birthday. That's a whole other thing. But my point is, is that the timeline we understand, Michael and I understand that the timeline is like not up to us. We absolutely have hope and faith that um, in each pregnancy that we were going to conceive and we we rested that in the Lord. And and he just he sustained us. You know, it's all three of them were difficult journeys in their own right. But um it's just covering that in prayer. And, um, you know, a lot of people use Psalm 37 for delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. A lot of people say, you know, the Lord will give you whatever you want. Okay. Well, that doesn't mean, first of all, that's not the right context for the, for the verse. So it doesn't mean that just because you either ask for a child or ask for Ferrari or ask for a mansion that the Lord is going to give it to you. You know, it's like, it's not just like, hey, I want this. And then he's going to say, all right, here it is. I, I think it's funny that people say that or believe that at all, because I think life gives us enough examples of how that doesn't work that way. Because <laughs> yeah. if so, it'd be with this world would be full of Ferraris and oh mansions. Oh my goodness, yes. But what that verse is actually saying, we, f- we forget the first part, delight yourself in the Lord. And what that's saying is, is when I have spent time with the Lord and I'm delighting in his presence, my heart is being softened to his will for my life. So I can't say what, you know, from start to finish, what the will for my life looks like. I just know day in and day out, I need to delight myself in him. I need to run to him in prayer and run to the word and constantly seek him on what that looks like. So that's about submission. That verse is about submission. It's not about selfish desires. So covering your, your journey or the start of your journey in prayer is really, really important. Yeah, that should definitely be your first thing with any major life choice mm. or direction change or something. Yeah. So if you're skipping that, don't do that. Yeah, don't. <laughs> and of course, if you've already spoken to the Lord about it, next thing, you got to talk to the other party in your marriage, <laughs> aka the other parent of the potential, potential? Potential, potential child. <laughs> yeah, like obviously you hopefully know kind of where your spouse is regarding kids before you get married. It's one of those dating questions you really should tackle. Otherwise, you might have a big old surprise when you get married. But wanting to have kids and then being ready for them at a specific time is different. So check in, like sit down at dinner or like have a specific conversation about, hey, where are you at with this? Um, You know, I know we are approaching whatever age and do you want to kind of proceed or do you have any misgivings about proceeding forward with kids right now? But you got to find out. Yeah, because you're sharing your feelings on it. So it's important when you have that conversation to approach each other with grace and love and understanding so that you can feel safe to voice your feelings, your heart, your opinions about it. And, and I would just encourage you to, to not attack each other because I know that for some, the, the desire Mm. to have a child runs deep and and you could be so passionate about it. And that passion is great. And I am like 100% emotional, passionate, 
lady over here. So I can tend to be like, but it's gotta be this way. And (laughs) that's not what I need to be doing when I communicate to Michael. I can definitely be passionate about it, but also be respectful in the way I communicate to him. So Um, I just want to encourage you, if you are like me and you're passionate about children and, um, and having children as a part of your, your marriage, your life, um, just to approach your spouse in a very respectful way, because that can definitely be a hot topic and you really, you just want to, you want to hear each other's hearts about the, about the topic. Yeah. And if your spouse is like, if you're ready and your, your spouse voices that they're not quite ready, that's definitely something to respect, but also something to like kind of poke at a little bit. And I think poking is the wrong word, but just like, Hey, is there a reason for that? Because Peel fear back the onion. Yeah. Like fear would be a big part of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we're actually going to get into that more with the fifth part of our, our fifth bullet point. But yeah, Fear can be a huge part of that, and it's something worth talking about. Our third thing, how to know when you're ready to have kids, is one of the big considerations you have to be aware of is cultural influences. Mm. There's They're everywhere, and they're very insidious and kind of sometimes you don't know when you're being influenced by culture. A lot of times it's like, so I kind of see both sides. So sometimes when you are like surrounded by baby announcements and all this stuff. And like, I'm getting near 30 and I don't have a kid yet. And so-and-so just had a kid um, or announced their kid and you're just on Facebook and you see all this stuff and it can be really disheartening and kind of maybe put the, like the fire under your butt to have a kid when that's not necessarily what needs to happen. Like their timeline is their timeline. Your timeline is yours and you should never force anything because of what other people are doing or what anyone says on the flip side of that. I also would caution you against waiting forever just because of like, you know, you're hitting job landmarks, milestones and stuff like that. And then that it's like, well, I'll have a baby whenever things this have happens. calmed down. Yeah. I'll have a baby whenever <laughs> this kind of thing happens or whatever. And you just, you know, your, your job, your career can basically influence you out of this thing that you really felt in your heart that you wanted for a long time. Yeah. And I think there are, depending on where you live, the culture about having a family is very different. So if you're in the South, it's usually like, well, I'm going to go to college and get my MRS degree. And then right away, we're going to get married and have kids. And, or like maybe you're in kind of the missions culture of things where like you get married really young, like, before 21. And then you start having babies right away. Cause that's kind of the culture of not always, but sometimes the culture of being in like missions with the church. If you're in like a big city area, you know, New York, LA, Austin, like all these big cities where it's kind of like young professionals chasing their careers usually the culture there is you're going to wait to get married and then wait to have kids, if any, because that's just kind of the way that in those geographical places, the culture typically goes. That is, like I said, that is not for everyone, but more often than not, that's what you find. And when we say don't let culture influence you, we just are trying to encourage you to stay true to what your, what you feel like the Lord has for your marriage. So you can be 
young married in New York City, but you feel like, well, we want to start having kids right away, but none of our friends are having kids. It doesn't matter what your friends are doing. What matters is if you're honoring the Lord in your marriage. And if you feel like the Lord is calling you and your spouse to have kids right away, then be faithful in that. If you feel like the Lord is asking you to wait because he wants you to go on the mission field or, you know, go move somewhere and start a career, whatever the, whatever the thing is, be faithful in that. And so we just want to encourage you to not let culture and somebody else's highlight reel to dictate how your marriage and your journey of starting a family goes. Yeah. Well said. All right. Number four, not everyone has to have kids. It's completely understandable that some people don't have the desire to have kids and that is fine. Michael and I felt like we wanted to have kids. We felt like that was a calling from the Lord. We love kids. We love our children. Um, We cherish them so much, but we do understand that other married couples don't feel that calling and that is fine. Kind of like with the third point, you know, don't let culture dictate how your marriage goes honor the Lord and what you feel like he's called you to do. That's, that's between you and your spouse and the Lord, this three people, (laughs) not you and your spouse and the Lord. And then all your friends and all these people on social media that you don't know, (laughs) you know, just honor the Lord and what you feel like he has called you and your marriage to do. And I will say that, um, I just want to caution, um, those of you who might be listening, who feel like there's certain things on your life checklist that you want to achieve and starting a family is just a very serious thing needs to be covered in a lot of prayer and consideration. And I just would caution you if you feel like kids are just kind of another tick, you know, another little thing to check off your, your to-do list in life. Ask, really ask the Lord, like, is this something that you have for me? Is this having kids something that you want for me and my spouse? Just because I think it would be just an awful place to be in if you had kids and then there was some resentment. If for us, it was a checklist thing, something to accomplish in life, and then we had kids and then I harbored any resentment towards them, I would, I would feel awful. And I just, my caution is to just cover that in prayer. Yeah. And a big part of that is like when we talked about earlier, talking to your spouse you may have one party who really wants it and one party who doesn't. And that resentment can only live in like the one person who didn't really want it, but it was kind of something that other one wanted. And, uh, you know, so we, I should give it to her or whatever. And then you're like not present. So it's got to be both parties. That's why it's really important to talk about that. And of course, important to talk about it early stages of dating too. Yeah. And I want to add to that. I mean, that's a very real situation. Michael and I are extremely blessed that we are on the same page about family and kids, but for other couples, it's a very, very real that one wants kids and the other one really does not. And so, um, to that, I would encourage you to submit that to the Lord and ask the Lord to change your heart to whatever he wants for you. Like I have had situations where, um, where I have wanted Michael to change his stance and I will pray, Lord, change Michael's heart. (laughs) I want his heart to change on this. I want him to see, I want him to come over to my page. I want him to do what I want and never does that happen because it's completely selfish. Um, but when I approach the situation, okay, Lord, 
it is going to be really, really difficult for me to change my heart on this, but I wanted to reflect what you want for my life. And if I'm approaching it with humility and genuinely asking the Lord to unite us in this, and it does not have to be on one of our pages, he always, always follows through. He always puts us on the same page, but walking into that with a submissive heart is really, really key. And so that's what I can't tell you what the right answer is. Only that go to the Lord in prayer about that. Yeah. It goes back to the delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. But that doesn't mean, doesn't mean it's like a wish list. Like I desire my my wife would think like me. Yeah. So just humble yourself. All right. You want to hit us with number five? Number five, numero cinco. (laughs) So this is a big one. We've Mm. hinted at this a little bit. But there's never, ever going to be the right time. No, (laughs) never. And that's in quotes. So you're not going to have, if if you waited to have kids until your career is launching and you have all the money that you need and you have your debts paid off and the right person's in office in the presidency, (laughs) like you will never actually embark on this journey. No. And guess what? as the parents of three and we got student loan debt out the wazoo and it's, you know, single income house. It's fine. Like the kids are doing fine. We're doing fine. We're making it. We're thriving. And yeah, money's sparse sometimes, but the Lord provides. Yeah. Like it's not always faithful. It's not about the dollars and it's not about like specific timing. Just, Just it's all the other stuff. Like if you pray, if you're talking with your spouse, if you are being true to what the Lord's doing in your life and you're listening and you are following your finances and stuff and that particular thing is not going to matter as much as you think it will. You just don't try to manufacture something because yeah. if you've ever done that, which we all have in some way, it's it's going to fail if it's on your own back. Yeah. Just manipulating life, manipulating others, manipulating timelines. What you're going to get is subpar results. And if you are faithful and you just allow, allow the Lord to, to work in you and it's just going to produce like just a much better result than, than if you had tried to manufacture it yourself. It like every time it has happened for us, it's always, it's always better. It's always better. And there really is never a right time meeting financial goals, all this stuff. Those are, those are limitations that the world puts on having a family. When you've hit the right job, when you've hit the right number of years, when you've hit the right maturity, when you've hit the right, whatever, fill in the blank. Like that's not, in my opinion, those are not things to listen to. Yeah. Well, I feel like also if you wait for those things, you will not be able to rear children because you'll be, you'll be like 75. Yes. You will be in retirement yeah. <laughs> when I, you finally have time. And some would argue that some of us never reach full maturity. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, they're, they're fleeting. Those are fleeting limitations. They really are. And so I would just really encourage you not to have those hanging on you. If this is something that you really want, but you feel like society says that you need to reach a a certain financial goal or work goal or whatever it might be. It's just, those are always fleeting and those timelines always move always. Yeah. 
Is there anything else to add? I don't think so. This is a shorty. Boom, baby. We done. Except not yet, because we have a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> so we actually, that was kind of a shorter episode than we thought it would be. We got the meat and potatoes I out. I know. We just like, right out the gate, we were like, here's all the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully you know exactly what to do after this. <laughs> like, if you didn't figure it out in the last 22 minutes, I don't know. Were you listening? Just kidding. <laughs> No, we're just very passionate about this. And I think we're just like, here's how we feel about it. Yeah. But yeah, those are, those are the five things. Number one, ask for, uh, submit this in prayer. Number two, talk about it with your spouse. Number three, don't let culture influence you. Number four, not everyone has to have kids and that's okay. Number five, there will never be a right time to have kids. With all of that said, your challenge is in the next seven days to pray and talk with your spouse about having kids. Maybe you already have one and you're like, when's the right time to have number two? Or maybe you have two and was the right time to have number three? You get what I'm saying? <laughs> so pray about it. Really ask the Lord to align your heart with his will for your life, not him being your husband, but like his will, the Lord's will for your life so that he will start making things very clear to you. Well said. Good job on the summary. I was like, thank you. I almost forgot to do that. (laughs) That's why I keep her around. You know. (laughs) All right, y'all. We thank you guys for hanging out with us for a bit. And uh, you can find links to all of our social media in the bottom. Remember to rate and review. And we will talk to y'all next week. Bye.